Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who loves reading books, Brandon Siegel. How you doing? I'm doing quite well. Uh, what a weird introduction. I don't, I don't know if that's something I would classify myself as uh, a book reader. I do read a lot of stuff on Twitter and, you know, the, the interwebs. Um, and, of course, the third member of our podcast knows a lot about the interwebs. He's actually... Some would call him a computer genius based on how he fixed our Wi-Fi <laughs> in college. That is Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you? I would say I'm not even kidding when I say that's probably my mo- my like proudest accomplishment. One of the one of the the, the most proud I've ever been in my entire life is us fi- I think, is fixing and, our Wi-Fi. I mean, you can agree with me, Ben. I think the fact that made that like so great for you is my reaction <laughs> to like. There's no way I spent three hours trying to fix this. And then you fixed it in five seconds. I'm telling you, Brandon, life is sometimes that simple. You look at something, you go, that seems like it's a good fit, and it was a good fit. Sometimes it's that uh, simple. That, See, that'll you, be a story. You, you overthink things sometimes, Brandon. You guys simplify No, no, I don't overthink. No, no, no. But that'll be a story for another day, as that is one of the lowest points of my entire life. <laughs> um, but we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about uh, today. We're going to start off with some college football news. Uh, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, as we all saw on Twitter and the videos, were uh, they were kind of upset at each other. They were feuding about NIL deals. Nick Saban thinks that Jimbo Fisher is buying all the prospects. Uh, Jimbo Fisher thinks he's thinks Nick Saban is full of it, um, which is very entertaining stuff. So, Trevor, let's start with you. What did you think about this whole uh, in- interaction? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just hilarious, frankly, because. If you go right now and you look at the recruiting rankings, uh, I'm pretty positive Texas A&M and Alabama are number one and number two in order of like the recruiting rankings. So they get all the best recruits, uh, and I'm pretty sure that both of them are guilty for for what they're accusing each other for. I think they have, uh, you know, <laughs> I think they have both been guilty of paying players. So it's just funny to me, you know, they're going back and forth. It's very uh, fun to see. You know, it's it's just great comedy. It's great television, uh, great entertainment. And frankly, I, I really enjoy it. I would like to see more of it. Um, but at the same time, it's also kind of embarrassing, you know, at the same time, because right now the NIL, it's, I think to some degree, is spouted out of control here. You know, there aren't great regulations for it. There's not really any set rules. As we know, the NCAA is not the, the most trustworthy governing body in any sense and there's no there's no leader here there's nothing that is being set down as like rules to to regulate and to follow in ter- terms of the nil stuff so it's hilarious but it's also embarrassing and we need to figure out obviously though it's funny and this is something to laugh at we do need to try to figure out like how we can start implementing rules and stuff like that to eliminate uh some of these things that both jimbo fisher and nick saban are taking advantage of yeah, and what's so interesting, and we talked about this a little before the pod, I mean, this is like the most hypocritical thing. Everyone is using the NIL deals to get recruits to go everywhere. So, like, Nick Saban to call out Jimbo Fisher, I like, I, he's clearly jealous that Jimbo Fisher got the top class. They got the money to offer the prospects. I mean, you know, and I, not that Texas A&M has a bad offering. They're a good school. People, you know, big names have played at Texas A&M. But what are we to believe that Saban isn't doing similar tactics? I, what, what, what do you think, Ben? I agree with you. I, I think it's it's hilarious because it's the idea that like Nick Saban can't stand being second in something, so yeah, he's making he all these accusations. And again, Jimbo Fisher's sitting over here like, 
hey man, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Like you're doing the same thing. Um, it's hilarious, but I, I think Trevor made a good point in terms of like what are the rules. And again, I, I'm not saying that I'm an expert on NIL or anything, but I I couldn't tell you anything about these rules. And I've seen schools have like you know they've had days where they've they've taught their students about NIL. And they've had I saw like last year uh, LSU had like a whole day about teaching local businesses about these NILs you know, opportunities and stuff like that. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't know what you can and can't do. And that's the issue that comes up when you basically just pass something very, very quickly. And all of a sudden last July, you're like, all right, here we go. Starting now you can do this. And everyone's like, well, what can we do? And what can't we do? We don't know. So Nick Saban accusing Jimbo Fisher of doing all these things and breaking these rules. But I'm like, well, is he? Because I don't know what the rules are. And like you said, Brandon, at the same time, it's like, well, Nick Saban's probably doing the same thing, or if not something that might be a little sketchy too. So um, there's a lot of different components to it, but all around it's hilarious. And again, you got two people that are the top of the top of the sport that are arguing about who's first and who's second. It's hilarious. And Nick Saban, the fact that he's it's number two in something that you don't see very often, he can't stand it. It's driving him crazy. And I think everyone that's not an Alabama fan thinks it's hilarious as well. And what, what's so interesting is that, like, I mean, we saw Saban last year say Bryce Young, he has seven-figure NIL deals. And yeah. he publicly said that before. That was the first person to ever say they've had seven-figure deals. So, like, what what are we doing? Like, Saban's done the same stuff, you know? It, it, that's ridiculous in that, in that sense. But, Ben, you're 100% right. We, we don't really understand the rules, and no one does. And since there's almost no rules in the NCAs, it's like we're just going to leave it up to the state governments to make the rules. Some states just don't care. They'll just let them do anything, and some states have been a little harsher, which has really hurt those college teams in those states that have made harsher rules. Um, so, you know, obviously Alabama and Texas, they're just letting them do kind of whatever. And, you know, Texas A&M, I'm, I'm sure, has, has given a lot of money to a lot of different prospects. I mean, we've seen recently even the, uh, I'm sure you guys heard about this, the Miami basketball player in this past season that said he wants more money or he's going to transfer because he feels like he was an integral part of the yeah, Elite Eight team. I hate that. Yeah, what a ridiculous story. I mean, nothing wrong with profiting off your name, selling merch, even getting, like, cer- certain brand deals. But what a ridiculous concept that you need more money uh, because the team did well in you know an amateur sport like this, and that the school needs to pay you. Uh, so maybe Miami, you know, and they've gotten a lot of recruits recently, big time recruits uh, in women's and men's college basketball. So I, I'm very interested to see how it pans out, especially for someone like them. Um, and I, I hope these they can get NIL down to more of a science here, where we can allow players to profit in the correct ways. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Trevor, anything else you want to add uh, before we kind of move on? No, I think that's about it. I mean, especially leading up to as we get closer into like college football season, we'll probably have other episodes where I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about NIL. Uh, yeah, no, no, for sure we will. I mean, there's going to be more stories about it. I, I can guarantee that. Uh, let's move on to the NBA draft lottery, uh, which did happen this past week uh, on what, what was it Thursday. Yeah, it was the, it was right the same day Thursday? as uh, the Celtics Heat game. So uh, okay. I forget what day that was, but yeah, I think it was Thursday, probably Thursday. <laughs> I think it was or Thursday. I mean, maybe yeah. there's not like an enormous amount to add. The draft lottery is just actually, you know seeing. But you know, we had Tuesday. some surprises. It was Tuesday. Okay, it was Tuesday. We we had some surprises, but nothing really that crazy. Uh, Trevor, we'll throw this to you. You know, any any thoughts on the draft lottery? Anything that you know s- spoke out to you? Yeah, so you have the Magic. They have the number one pick. Oklahoma City, number two. Houston Rockets, number three. And Sacramento, number four. Um, yeah, like you said, there aren't a ton of, like, massive things that happened. Um, we did see, like, that I think it was 
uh, one of the teams moved in the top four. I think it was Sacramento because of one of the trades, uh, where it's like Portland got the seven, uh, the seventh draft pick. Uh, New Orleans, the Pelicans, who had the trade with the Lakers, they have the eighth pick. Um, so there's some interesting things to to kind of look at here. Um, obviously, Orlando, they got the number one pick, so you know, I guess they're the they're the ultimate winners here. But it's going to be really, really interesting here now with this upcoming draft, and we'll go more in depth with in depth with it here as we kind of get closer to the draft itself. But it's interesting because Orlando, they're in a situation where, you know, there's really, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people feel this way that kind of cover the draft and look at it, is that there's three, there's really a top three in terms of the prospects. You have Chet Holmgren uh, from Gonzaga, you have Jabari Smith from Auburn, and Paolo Bancaro from Duke. And they're all, you know, they're all forwards. They're all, I guess, big guys in a way, even though Paolo can play in the perimeter, Jabari can play in the perimeter. But they're all, I think, over 6'8". So it's very interesting to see kind of what Orlando decides to do um, because that's going to kind of obviously shake out how, what, what decisions the other teams make, what decision the Oklahoma City Thunder make, what decision the Rockets make and the Kings and so on. So I, I think it's really interesting. Um, I think... I think I've kind of been on the Jabari Smith train here for a little while now. I think I would lean him as the number one pick, uh, even for Orlando. Like, I think just, you know, yes, they have a lot of these different bigs who most of them haven't really panned out from Mo Bamba to Jonathan Isaac. You know, some of it's injuries, stuff like that. Now they have Wendell Carter, right? And then they have some, like, decent guards that they're working around with, like Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, uh, stuff like that. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Um I guess, you know, just kind of looking at some of these other teams, like Sacramento, they have the fourth pick. Now, if the top three goes as we think it's going to go with, like, Chet, Jabari, and Paolo in some order, that fourth best prospect, I think, according to a lot of people, is probably Jaden Ivey. And Sacramento, the past couple years, they've been taking uh, either point guard, they've been taking guards, like in the last couple drafts, they have De'Aaron Fox, then they took... Tyrese Halliburton, they just took Davion Mitchell last year, and now it's like the Sacramento Kings, the team that's, I guess in a way, a little bit like the laughing stock of the league, now maybe they could take another guard um, on their team again, and I think that would be hilarious. Um, there's another, there's another, I think, uh, player that's going to be really interesting in this draft, uh, Shaden Sharp, who did not play a single game at Kentucky, um, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see here what happens, because he was... Obviously, he kind of basically skipped his last year of high school to enroll early at Kentucky. Um, he didn't end up playing a game for Kentucky, but now he's in the draft. He seems like he has a lot of upside. You know, he's very a shifty guard. Seems like he can shoot it a little bit. Um, I definitely need to do more research into him as a prospect. But Shaden Sharp's another guy to kind of look at here because this is a guy that people haven't seen play college basketball, and he's now in the mix as far as like a top four, top five, six draft pick. So that's going to be really fun. Um, and then just kind of looking at other, other picks, you know, with some of these other teams and seeing like, like how, how can the Pelicans improve, right? The Pelicans have the number eight pick. They have this really good foundation with Brandon Ingram. They have CJ McCollum in the trade they got and they made the playoffs as an eight seed and they really made a run at it, almost beat the Phoenix Suns. It's going to be interesting to see how they add to this young core that they have and then the biggest thing is, like, they have Zion, who hasn't really played a game. He's been hurt. Is he going to come back? So I think that's really interesting. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of things, you know, we could talk about with the draft. But, you know, we have a, we have many weeks to kind of get into that. So I kind of want to leave it there. Uh, we're going to get more in-depth later. 
But Brandon, do do you have anything from this draft, uh, from the lottery that you wanted to point out? Uh, nothing too much. I think it's interesting they the the Trailblazers sent Lillard out there uh, mm-hmm. to represent the team. It's it, to me, I like seeing who the team throws out to represent them because uh, I think that's a representation of the team as a whole. Uh, and you know, like quite literally, it is. But it's also like you know, whoever they decide is it says a lot about the team. You know, sending out Lillard, especially when there's been trade rumors about Lillard um, in the past, is I thought was an interesting touch. Um, but I, I, I think we'll move on here. Let's get over to um, everyone's favorite segment, Small Talk Trivia. Um, what is the current scoreboard? I know last week we had a little hiccup. We had to re-record the episode, so you didn't get to hear the points that were given. But what, what is the current scoreboard, Trevor? Yeah, so the current scoreboard, uh, you and Ben are tied for the lead with 12.5 points, and I have 11 points after getting a, uh, a question right last week. Interesting. Interesting. Very, very neat. Um, okay, so here's the order for today. Trevor, you'll be asking Ben. Ben, you'll be asking me, and I'll be asking Trevor. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, you're up. Sure. All right, so so last week, you know, you got and, and the, the listeners didn't really have get to listen to my question, but you guys both thought it was a tough question. Uh, the time that we did trivia before that, it seemed like I asked a pretty easy question. So I'm trying to find the middle you ground did. here. Yes. I'm trying to, to, like, okay, it's something that, you guys can definitely get, but it's not, like, too easy. Um, now, I don't know. If this question was asked to me, I would definitely get it right, but I'm hoping that maybe there's at least some thought here uh, that you guys have to, like, you're stuck for a minute, and then maybe you end up getting it, but I'm hoping it's a little bit more... It's a, it's a middle ground. So, nevertheless, here's my question. Uh, and a perfect transition from the NBA draft lottery because the Orlando Magic, they have the number one draft pick and this year's upcoming draft. Um... The last time they had the number one draft pick, Ben, who is the player that they drafted? That's the question. The last time the Orlando Magic had the number one draft pick, who was the player they drafted? Um, the last time the Magic had the first round draft pick. Also, Trevor, I like that, that you spent like 30 seconds explaining your rationale for picking this question. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it was false, but I don't... Was it Fultz? Uh, was he a sixer? I don't remember. Um, you know what, Trevor? I'm not even – I don't – I guess I I might have just helped out Brandon by saying it's either the Sixers or the, the Magic. But I think it was – I think it was Fultz. I think it was – that would have been 2017 draft where they mm-hmm. went where they went Fultz, then Lonzo to the Lakers, and then Tatum I think was third to the Celtics. So I'm going to go 2017, Markel Fultz. That's my final answer. Mm. Rough answer, Benny. So it's, Was it it's, not them? That's not correct. Uh, okay. Drafted by the Sixers. Drafted yeah. by the Sixers. So, Brandon, the question now goes to you for an opportunity for a half a point. I, I completely agree. This is one of the easiest questions you've ever asked, Ben. I can't believe you didn't get this. Look, I'm not much of a DC fan. Oh, However, this guy I know the gets his nickname from a DC character. It is Superman yeah, Dwight yeah, yeah. Howard. And that would that's be correct. The correct answer. That would be correct, Brandon. Dwight Howard is the correct answer. Uh, drafted by the Orlando Magic in two thousand four. Did Fultz play for the Magic at some point? He plays. He's on the he Magic. Oh, see, that's why I thought he it was. Okay, way. whatever. I haven't followed him because he had, he's kind of had a terrible career. But um, sorry. He's at, He's been better on the Magic, has he not, Trevor? Um, I mean, not like first pick overall. Well, my boy Jason Tatum went third, so that's a yeah. travesty. Yeah, he has his good stretches every now and then, but yes, injuries have definitely derailed his career so far. But um, uh, yeah, he's he's had some good moments, but we'll see. Uh, definitely has a lot to work on this upcoming season. Yeah. 
All right, Ben, it's to you to ask your question. All right, Brandon. I get my full point and a half today. Yeah, this question's going to be pretty easy, which means next week I'm coming with a real hard one. Um, Brandon, NBA question. All right, there's two teams that have never been to the Western Conference Finals in the NBA playoffs. Name one of those two teams. They've ne- that have never been to the – like that – I'm guessing this has to be a Western Conference team. Yeah, correct. Well, yeah, I, 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 yes, Brandon. A, a, an Eastern Conference team cannot go to a Western Conference Finals. So what Western Conference team has never been to a Western well, Conference Finals? Well, I was going to tease it and just say, like, you know, the Cavs and whoever – no, 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 no. All right, well, sorry. What Western Conference team has never been to the Western Conference Finals? There's two of them. You just got to get one right. I just have to get one? Yes. I told you I'm making it easy for you today. Uh, I I don't know the answer off the top of my head. Um, I really have to think about this. I you, you think this is that easy? No. I don't know. I thought you'd know it. Um, hmm has never been to a Western Conference Finals. Um, I have a guess. Maybe the... I don't want to say too much. I See, but Trevor's going to get this, I think. Do you know the answer, Trevor? I'm thinking about it right now. Okay. I guess I'll go with... I, I have one answer that I don't think is too bad. I guess I'll go with the Kings. I think is a good answer. Um, so yeah, final answer. Sacramento Kings. Brandon, that is incorrect. Oh, no. That is not one of the two teams. Trevor, half a point. Do you know the answer? So there's, there's two answers. You know one of them. So there's two teams. If I get both, yep. can I get two points, Ben? No. Or, I, I, well, I, Trevor, be, I, refuse to, I refuse to give uh, tr- questions that you get two points. So no. Or, or, or That's why be, I said just guess one, one of the two. Because it's half point for the Nope. You get, you get half a point here. I'm not giving you more than that. <sighs> All right. <laughs> it's strict. I'm the one that you could bargain with. I would yeah, have no. done it. I, I refuse to give... Uh, questions where you get more than what you're supposed to get so you're no uh jeff probes jeff probes likes to bargain I am with not. the survivor players no. okay nope i like to play uh, by the rules trevor all right so um i i was quickly like going through and i was like rolling out teams um as brandon and i rolled out about like eight or nine teams um before brandon got the question but i think there's one answer that ha- i'm like pretty confident this team hasn't been to Western Conference Finals. I'm not exactly sure who the other team is necessarily. Because um, I think the, like, the Kings, I think, made it back in like 2002 uh, when they had like a really good team. Uh, but I think I'm just going to select the, the safe answer here. Um, I'm just making sure that there was never a team. But I don't think there ever was. I'm, I'm just going to go with this one. I'm not sure who the other team is, but it doesn't matter because Ben's not... Ben's not giving me an extra a half a point here. Uh, I'm going to say the Minnesota Timberwolves are one of the teams, Ben. That's a good pick. Trevor, that is incorrect. Really? No. Um, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed, but I kind, no, of asked, I... I kind of asked the question the wrong, the wrong way. Oh, what, it, what was the question? The question was supposed to be, what it didn't matter what conference, what teams have never been to a conference finals, Eastern or Western. Uh, okay. But I was looking at just the Western <laughs> conference teams, so now I feel bad. But you didn't get it well, right either way. Are one of them a Western Conference team? Yes, one of them is a Western Conference team. Well, so then, I, okay. really, I, I think that's so. Really, really, really the that's question fine. would have been: there's only one, there's only one right answer, and you guys just still didn't guess it. It's the New Orleans Pelicans. That oh. see, that was another team I was thinking about. So, so did, I, I messed up on the way I asked it. Wait, I'm so. Confused. I messed up on the way I asked it. No, see, I, you're, I you're think fine. it was fine because you were only asking yeah. for one. I, I, so I agree. I think it was fine. If you were asking for two, then then but we would have had to make some changes. I, the other team well, is no, no, no. I, yeah. I, you're fine. Okay. You're the fine. other team is an Eastern. It doesn't matter. Team. It doesn't matter if it was only one of two. We're only answering no. one. I, I, I agree. I just wanted to make that clear that 
I read it as Western Conference because I was looking at the New Orleans Pelicans as the answer, but the other teams in Eastern Conference teams. So the question really was what team just has never been to a conference finals, and there's one team. Yeah, the I, I think you're West. good on that. Okay, I just I wanted to be tr- full transparency. I just wanted to make sure. I appreciate the full transparency. This is why you're a, a valued podcast member. Thank you. Uh, I, I think you're all good. So all right, okay. so no, we, we've gotten one half point uh, today. That's it. Um, so to my question, Trevor, I, I think this is a... It's it's not like a question I think... I think if anyone would know it, it'd be you. But eh, I can see Ben knowing this too, but it, it's a, it's kind of a shot in the dark question. You have a one in pretty much six shot in getting it right. Okay. Um, so I'm looking up you know NBA playoff records. Um, and as we know, Michael Jordan had the most points in a playoff game with 63, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in that, yeah. Yes. My question is, what year did he get the most points in a playoff game? What year was that game? Okay, so, my, so Michael Jordan's 63-point game in the playoffs, what year was that? Okay. Um, so, so it's, okay, so the specific year the game happened, so... I think I know it. I'm just, it's, it's one of like two years. I think it's that year, um, right? Cause he had the. I'm trying not to get Ben hints here, but I think I know the year. Cause he'll just, cause if I get it wrong, he's just gonna go like a year ahead or a year behind. Um. <laughs> That's the good strat. Like I, like I said, I think this was Probably. a good question. It's you know nice knowledge, but you just have a guess to give. Yeah. So, I think. I think it's 1986 because well okay. I'm I'm not gonna give any more thought process because Brandon because Ben has this opportunity to steal I think it's 1986. Final answer. Yes. Ben, would you concur with that? Um, I would not. I would go late 80s. I don't know if I'd go 86. I'd probably go later than that. But I would go in the okay, 80s well, for sure. You would be incorrect, Ben, because Trevor is correct. Yes. It was 1986, okay. April job, 20th, 1986, against the Boston Celtics. His third season. In double overtime. Um, Brennan, you were getting a little sneaky with that hit because you said one in six trying to make us think that it's one of the six years that they won a championship, but I knew it was in the 80s when they didn't win a championship. Yeah, what that was year. that? So you're trying to get sneaky with yeah. us. Yeah, oh, I don't know what that yeah, I yeah. one in the 80s. No, you're trying to get sneaky with us. I know what you're doing, Brendan. <laughs> I see right through you. You're trying to make us guess one of the one of the, the teams in the 90s, so actually, but I knew it was fault. in the full 80s. Tra- full transparency, I really thought it was in the 80s. Like, I was like, oh, they won six in the 80s, but you're right. They didn't. They won no. in the 90s. I, yeah. I, Brandon, I you're smarter that. than that. Oh. I, I see right through you. I see right through you. I didn't even think about that, but Trevor got it right. Right, so, so to you, Trevor, yeah. I gave a bad hint. So Michael Jordan's rookie year, they had a bad team. His second year, he was hurt. And then his third year was the first year they made the playoffs. And that was back when I think the first round was only a best of five. And I think the Celtics won the title that year, and they swept uh, the Bulls. But that game, he had 63. But I think yeah, they still I, lost. I knew it was against the like, Celtics. It was in Boston, yeah. right? I think it was at the I, Celtics. Yeah, I think it was in Bo- I'm pretty sure it was in Boston. But because that game, I mean, you see like the highlights of that game where he's just like dribbling around, dudes. It's just insane making yeah. jumper after mm-hmm. jumper and just. It well, was, he's it playing was against plumbers, so. I would. I would have dribbled. <laughs> you often played too. against definitely you know, plumbers and carpenters. I don't. I don't agree. <laughs> I don't kidding. agree with that. I was one. just kidding. It well, was a joke. I wasn't Cousy, kidding. However, I was not kidding. Bob Cousy, however, maybe he did play with some plumbers, but uh, Michael yeah. Jordan. I, 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 I want to point out, I am not kidding. I am not. I was kidding. Well, you guys are Ben wrong. might be kidding. I am not. I'll, I'll defend Michael Jordan on this podcast. You guys LeBron's are LeBron's got to play against Kevin Durant. Michael Jordan played against the you know your local carpenter. Played against so Larry Bird. <laughs> Larry Bird, another top ten player. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, great job, Trevor. Great. So what's the scoreboard now? We're all, is it what, 13 to 12 and a half, 12 and a half? So Brandon has 13, uh, Ben has 12 and a half, and I have 12. So, you know, we're Look pretty, at that. pretty tight race now. Yeah, we're, we're, we're neck and neck. I mean, one of us is in the lead, but we don't have to, like, say names or anything. Let's just keep on moving along here um, and get to a little bit of NBA. We're, we're currently in the conference finals for both conference. Uh, we have a great Eastern Conference series between the Heat and the Celtics. Um, and, of course, our Western Conference series between the Warriors and Mavericks, um, which that game takes place tonight um, yes. as we record this Sunday. Um, so, Trevor, what series would you like to start talking about? Yeah, today? so we'll start with, uh, you know, the Heat series. The Heat-Boston Celtics series, uh, the game happened last night, Game 3. It's almost like you're, like, dying to talk about this, like you <laughs> like one of these teams or something. Well, it's a very—I I could have been very somber on this podcast today because the Celtics almost came back last night. It, it's a totally—it's like a zero, zero or an 100. Like, I'm either super happy, which I am. I'm super happy. However, there's there's many games left, you know. But, or I could have been super upset. And the Heat did win. They came through in a huge game. Uh, they took a 2-1 to one series lead over the Boston Celtics. And really, this series is just a, it's a, it's an all-out war. It's an absolute battle. Um, you have injuries from both teams. Like Kyle Lowry didn't play the first two games. Uh, P.J. Tucker got injured in game two but still came back and played. Jimmy Butler just had, I guess, randomly, it was announced at halftime of yesterday's game, he had knee inflammation, could not play the entire second half. And then on the Celtics side, you have Marcus Smart. He misses game one. Uh, Al Horford misses game one. Then they come back, have a really good game. Robert Williams missed game three. Right, So like all of these injuries, Tatum went down, but then he came back in the same game yesterday. Both these teams have all these injuries, and a lot of these guys are battling through. Like Marcus Smart, he came out of the tunnel yesterday, uh, and the crowd gave him a big cheer after he, he went down and came back into the game. And it's just, it's so fun, because this is kind of like one of the things that, maybe not as much this year, because I think it's starting to reverse itself a little bit, but... Back in like 2018, 2019, 20, even 2017, like those years, you would get a lot of like former players like a Charles Barkley, like a Shaq or whoever, who would be very critical of the competitiveness, of the aggressive nature, the physicality of the game now compared to what it was back in the 80s and 90s, like saying, oh, the league's soft now. But this series is is very much like a very competitive, very physical series, just like a lot of those series that you ha- that you might have had in the 80s or 90s. So this is an all-out war. It's an awesome series, um, and it's just really fun. Like from a neutral perspective, and I'm, I'm a Heat fan, so I'm, it, I'm not – I don't have a neutral perspective. But I would imagine that if you had a neutral perspective, this would be an incredible series to watch. And, yes, there have been – well, Game 2 was more of a blowout. Game 1, I guess, to some extent. But Game 3 yesterday was really good. I mean – and, and I think the biggest thing in this series is that the Heat, they lost a game in Miami. The Celtics were able to win one on the road. And now for Miami, coming into game three, it was like, okay, maybe, you know, I don't necessarily expect us to get both of these road games in Boston, but we have to get one. There's no way that Boston can win both of these and go up three to one because I don't think that the Heat can win three straight. Uh, even though they have two of the games in Miami, I don't think they can win three straight. And they did their job yesterday. They did win one of the games in Boston. Um, so now they're up two to one, still a very tough series, obviously, but some of the really great things that I saw from yesterday's game in particular is that finally, 
Finally, you had other players stepping up on the offensive end and helping out Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has been, they've been very reliant on Jimmy Butler throughout the playoffs in a lot of games in the Philly series. Jimmy Butler was incredibly average, like 28 points per game, but you need to have other contributors. And yesterday, Bam Adebayo stepped up and uh, he had an incredible game, uh, to say the least. He was aggressive from the jump. Um, I think he had more shot attempts in the first, I don't know if it was the first quarter or it was definitely the first half. I think he had more shot attempts in the first half as he did in the first two games combined, which was wild. He finished with 31 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. He was very efficient and obviously you know, still having the defensive impact that he normally does. Um, so that's what, that's what every Heat fan wants from Bam Adebayo. That's what we need from Bam Adebayo. He is supposed to be – he's the future of this franchise. He's still very young, and that's exactly the type of performance he needs to have. In addition, when Jimmy Butler went out at halftime, Victor Oladipo stepped in the starting lineup, and I was very worried, not going to lie. Like, the Heat were up 15 points at halftime, but I was in no, but in no means was I like, oh, the Heat are – they're safe. They're going to win. I was I was very worried because mm-hmm. I sensed that Celtics run coming, and they did make quite they did make a little bit of a run here or there in the fourth quarter. But Victor Oladipo, uh, the guy who stepped in for Jimmy Butler, made a great defensive impact. He had four steals in this game, um, and he was just incredible uh, on ball defense. Made a lot of winning plays uh, for the Heat. You can go look at the box score and you can look at Victor Oladipo's stats, and it's like eh, he, he had a bad game. But that's not. It doesn't tell the whole story at all. Victor Oladipo is very good, uh, and they also got you know good contributions from PJ Tucker, uh, Max Struess, and Kyle Lowry returning. Kind of gave this like calming presence, like the leadership that he provides, and just like more stability. Like Kyle Lowry is able to initiate the offense. Uh, I think he definitely played a part in helping Bam get the numbers that he got. And that was a great presence to have. On the Celtics side, Jason Tatum only had 10 points in this game. Obviously, you know, not the performance you want to have from a a rising superstar who people are starting to talk about now is like, Jason Tatum might be a top five player. Well, if you're Jason Tatum and you're having performances like this, where you go three for 14 and only have 10 points, you can't consider that guy a top uh, top five player in the NBA. So... You know, they did get great performances from Jalen Brown and Al Horford. Uh, Mark Smart had a pretty good game as well. Um, but Jason Tatum has to be better than that, obviously. Um, and I would imagine he will be in Game 4. So we'll see how it goes uh, in Game 4. But it's it's a really competitive series. I picked Heat in 7 at the beginning, and I still feel pretty good about that. Although the Celtics, just with all this, their switchable defenders are just a scary team to go up against. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Brandon, any any thoughts on this series? Yeah, one thing about this series, and we talked about this a little bit, uh, uh, what was it, last week or two weeks ago, um, we're, we've seen this trend where we just have two very well-balanced teams here. Um, and you talk about Oladipo. I mean, that's a bench player for the Miami Heat. Oladipo, not that long ago, was... I mean, a top player in the league was—I mean, maybe not top five necessarily, top ten—but he was like a top twenty player in the he league, was, was he not? He was an all-star, yeah. He was an all-star. He was the best yeah. player on the Pacers. And I mean, you look at like their bench. They have Robinson on the bench, who I know has been—you know—whatever this year. But Hero, Oladipo, um, and they have guys who can play really great minutes to them on the bench. And you know, the same thing with the Celtics. I feel like both these teams are deep. I mean, this is—I feel like this series is meant to go to seven games. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like 100%. these are two very great basketball teams um, who are well-coached and just kind of do it right. 100%. It totally feels like that. And I think the Celtics—like, I think 
in terms of just like talent on paper, I think the Celtics have a higher ceiling. I think they're probably a slightly better team. But when the Heat have a coach in Eric Spolstra who's been doing this for so long, he knows how to make adjustments. Uh, Miami has the home court advantage. Um, they they're a very smart team. They kind of know like like different situations. Just like they have so many experienced guys now that I feel like with the home court advantage, with the adjustments they make, they can kind of make up for what maybe the Celtics. Uh, I guess maybe what they lack in talent compared to the Celtics. So it's a very tight series and it's going to be like that and yes i agree i think it will go seven games and hopefully uh the heat pulled out one last thing i want to talk about in this series ben before i do this any thoughts that you want to give well so trevor you answered my question because i was going to ask you if you thought this was going to go seven because i agree with both of you i think this will definitely go seven it just feels like a, a seven game series to me it does and even like you said trevor that the end of game three where the heat were up big the celtics came back that kind of feels like a microcosm of what this series is in terms of no yeah. lead is safe. These teams are very similar, not similar, but they're very close in talent, in coaching, um, just in, 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 in strategy and the way that they play the game. I think they match up very well together. So I 100% think this game will go, or this series will go to seven games. I'd actually be kind of shocked if it doesn't. I absolutely think, no offense, Trevor, that the Celtics will even the series. I don't see them losing two games um, at home in a row like, like, uh, like they could, I guess, if they lose game four. So I think it'll go back to, to even heading back to Miami for game five. Um, and maybe it's just me hoping that it goes seven, but I really do think it will go seven. I, I, I think that this just has the makings of a seven-game series um, and a fantastic series that we'll remember for a long time, hopefully. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so 100%. the one thing I wanted to mention uh, before we, we leave this series here, Grant Williams, I think he's playing the wrong sport. That man <laughs> is huge. I mean, he's big. I, I think he should be a linebacker or a D-end. I will, Trevor, do you agree? Like, I, he's huge. He's good at basketball, though. But I mean, I mean, yeah, he's he is built like a football player for sure. I mean, and and sometimes you know he he definitely is is a physical player. Uh, you know, he's a really good defender. So yeah, like I could see him uh, playing football for sure. But um, he you know he's carved out a pretty nice role for himself uh, on the basketball floor as well. But it's yeah, it, he's interesting to watch. Um, well, let's go to the uh, the, the Mavericks-Warriors series to kind of wrap up our podcast today. Um, the Warriors are up 2-0. Uh, I mean, I know, like, everyone's, like, obsessed with Luka right now. Uh, do, does this really, does this series really have a chance to, I mean, I feel like it's, they're just going to sweep them. Like, the Warriors seem like the best team to me by a good deal. So you, so you think they're the best team left? You think so? Yeah, for sure. I think they are. So, so that would, so the that you would you would be in the uh, popular opinion then. You would be right there with you know all, pretty much the majority of fans because I think I looked at a couple different polls yesterday, and it's usually and the question is just like simply like of the four teams who's going to win the championship, and it's usually like fifty five to sixty percent Warriors, right? And then usually Boston second. Uh, well, before yesterday, Boston was second. Uh, Miami's third, and Dallas is fourth. Which like I totally get. Like, I understand it because the Warriors, they do look good. And, like, the Warriors are a popular team. They have Steph Curry. They have, like, that reputation. Like, they've been there before. They've, you know, they have the championship. I mean, it's there. Like, 2015, 16, 17, 18, right? They were in the mix. They were either winning it or in the finals. So, I get it. Um, I don't, I'm not entirely sure I agree that the Warriors are the best team. I think it's very close um, between all four of these teams. I actually picked the Mavs to win this series. Um, I picked them to win it in seven. After seeing these two games, I think I'd probably uh, change my mind on that. But I just think, like, with the Warriors, they 
and and I guess I'm starting to come around the Warriors more, but because of how turnover prone they've been at times, because of some of the perimeter defense stuff, and I've I've been a little worried about like I've been a little worried about Clay because he's been pretty inconsistent, and Draymond as well. Like Draymond had a bad, had a really bad game too. Actually, Draymond was actually horrible in game two. Um, I've been a little worried about Draymond Green and Clay Thompson both because of. Uh, Clay Thompson's just, he's not the same player on defense. We do know that. And on offense, it's, it's a little too inconsistent. Um, and then Draymond as well. Like, it seems like at times he just, like, can't, he just refuses to score the ball. He just, like, he's incapable of scoring the ball, it almost seems like sometimes. And I think you need that threat. Like, I think Draymond needs to have the threat of scoring as well. You can't be playing four and five on offense. And it seems like, actually, when Draymond Green fouled out of the game yesterday, I don't, again, this is not me saying that they're better without Draymond Green, but it seemed like they did play better in that specific game when Draymond Green did foul out. Um, and one of the reasons for that is Kevon Looney. Uh, Kevon Looney played a big role in, in the game uh, on Friday. He was huge, especially against a Mavs team that doesn't have a lot of size. Like, their biggest player that they play a lot of minutes, I think, is technically Maxi Kleba. Like, they play him a lot. Uh, they play, I mean, Dwight Powell, I guess. He's like a power forward. But they don't really have a center. They don't have a big guy that's kind of in the paint uh, to defend. So the Warriors are really taking advantage of that. Um, you know, after the game two that happened where the Dallas Mavericks had that big lead, they hit 21 three-pointers, they had a 14-point lead, and they still lost it, that's what makes me think that the Warriors are going to win the series now. Um, because you can't, like, after you have that big lead, you can't give it up. It, it feels like it's too much to come back from. And Yes, they came back from 2-0 down against Phoenix. They did do that. But I think this Golden State team's a little bit different. I think they're a little more... Um, they're more solid. They're more trustworthy. I don't see them just, like, falling apart in the same way the Suns do. So I still think the Warriors are going to win the series. But I think Dallas is actually going to come back and kind of defend their home court. I wouldn't be surprised if they win both games in Dallas because of the shooting ability they have, because of how great Luka is. And we haven't really seen, uh, well, we saw a really good performance from Brunson. We haven't got a good Spencer Dinwiddie performance yet, so I'm thinking maybe we'll get that. But honestly, I still think the series is going to go seven. I would just reverse my pick to picking the Warriors. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, at this point, I don't know who's going to win the title because I think on paper, I think the Celtics are actually the best team, I think, but the Heat might beat the Celtics. So it's it's very close. I can't remember a time where we had four teams that were this close together on talent in terms of like just overall ability to win the title. Like you could rank them. I think the Mavs are probably the fourth best team. They're probably fourth, but those other three, Miami, Boston, Gold State, like I don't know. You can rank them in any order and I think it, I'd be fine with it to be honest. Yeah, uh, and you know I think all four of these teams are solid teams. I mean, maybe would you say the Mavericks are the worst team? Yeah, I think yes. I think the Mavs are probably the worst team just because they play a certain style where they rely on the three pointers. And in game two, yeah. when their three pointers didn't go in, they just like and Jason Kidd even said this like they stopped playing defense. Um, and honestly, I mean they didn't have a great first half defensively either, but it seemed like they kind of stopped putting in that effort which is just very weird to me because typically when you're a really good defensive team, that effort never stops. Like, it's always there. Like, you see that with Miami and Boston. Like, they are more consistent with that. Dallas, 
gave up 126 points to the Warriors in Game 2. That was just very weird to me. So I, I just I don't trust Dallas as much as I trust the other three teams. Well, even if you look at Game 2, I mean, from 3, they, they shot 46%. Yeah, <clears throat> Almost exactly. 47%. So even when hitting the three-pointers, they lost by 9. You know, the game wasn't, like, that close. Yeah. Um, which is pretty amazing to see. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how it shapes out, and I'm sure next week's podcast will be a very entertaining one. Uh, but anything else you guys would like to say before we kind of wrap this one up? Um, not Trevor, really. I can't believe you think, real quick, I can't believe you think that this series is going to go seven games. I think you're crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, this is a sweet... I don't know. Definitely not. I think it's five a, games. I think, the, I think the Mavs might still want at home, sweep. but I think it'll be a gentleman's sweep. I think the Warriors will close out in five. I just, again, you, you know more about the series than I do, but I don't right. know how you can sit here and think that it's going to go seven games. I, maybe you're hopeful. I do. I, I'm hopeful too, but I don't think it's going to happen. So definitely not a sweep. I mean... I don't know. I, I think, I, think it'll go I would say six or a seven. Six or seven. I'd lean towards seven. But, and honestly, like, the Warriors are, it seems like they're playing better and better each series. So, because they have, it's se- seemingly, they're playing better this series than they did against Memphis. Like, in the Memphis series, they weren't getting consistent performances from Andrew Wiggins. I don't, I don't think like this. They didn't have this type of impact with Kevon Looney. So, Maybe maybe the Warriors are just coming into form at the exact right time, similar to how like I don't know I'll 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 bring in Tom Brady here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did back in 2020 when they came into the exact right form at the right time. But maybe the Warriors are doing that, and maybe it will be a five game series. Totally possible. I don't think it'll be a sweep though. I don't see I don't see Dallas going out and sweep. Interesting. Well, I I think we'll kind of wrap up the pod there for today. Uh, not much more to talk about today. Thank you all so much for all the support you guys have provided on the podcast, as always. Leave five-star review, and of course, subscribe. If you guys like the podcast, subscribe. Um, we really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter, at the Small Ballers. You can keep up to date when all of our podcasts go live. Tuesday at 7 a.m., we'll have another AA Team podcast, which will be wonderful, just like last week's. Um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons!